It's the Stack Attack Fantasy Podcast, your one-stop shop to dominate fantasy baseball and football. Come get some. And we're back. It's the Stack Attack Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Trell, and with me all, as always, is Trader Andy. What's up, guys? I'm doing all good. How about yourself, bro? Doing well, doing well. And our third wheel, as has become the regular, is N. Mimi. He's the star of the show these days. What's going on, my brother? What's going on, bro? How's the COVID looking? Uh, we'll find out. Uh, we're praying for good news <laughs> there, man. You sound good. You sound yeah, good. Yeah, getting there. It doesn't look if, that good. If Nick, if Nick starts coughing, guys, we're, we're, we're sorry. Trevor's on the other side of the glass. He's still the Intercontinental Champion. He's out there, uh, you know, keeping an eye on things, keeping us, keeping us honest. So we're ready to roll. So we've been talking a lot of football lately, guys, but it's time. The good news is finally here. Absolutely. Let's play ball. Let's play ball, right? So we're, we're, we're looking at a bring back of the 2020 baseball season. We're looking at 60 games. We're not happy about this, but it is what it is, and it's what we do. So we're going to make the best of it. So we're going to begin the grind right now with that, all right? Guys, we're going to be getting on the, on the mic at least once a week for you to talk some baseball strategy. I don't know so much about talking about players, but there's so much strategy because there's so much variance and there's so much craziness that goes into this season with all the, the rule changes and just absolute nuts situation that we're in. Any, uh, any Nick, you got any uh, global ideas or thoughts about this and what we're looking at? It's better than uh, the 48 games the owners wanted. At least we got 12 more games out of it. Got to think of the positive. That's barely positive. It's barely positive. It's 12 games. I'm, I'm positive. I'm I'd just, rather have, I'll take six games over zero games. All right. As we're playing, we're here. We're excited. I'm actually looking forward to opening day with, you know, Max Scherzer and uh, Garrett Cole throwing two and a half, three. <laughs> and, you know, but I'm still excited. I'm there, still excited there, about there, it. There you go. You know? And Andy, what do you think about, uh, your leagues that have buy-ins of $400, $500, $600. What are you doing about that? That sucks. Where I'm in negotiations right now, I'm, obviously you shouldn't put this type of money in. You shouldn't put any um, money in. You know, and then you did. Uh, we did see that thing from Nick saying that you know, some of the websites that we pay for are looking to give us money back, which is definitely a thing that should happen. Well, so. here at Stack Attack, all, all of the subscription money that we've received, we've decided gracefully to give back to everybody because they've given us zero. So we gave it <laughs> all back to all of our listeners. So all 34 of you enjoyed that check for zero dollars that, that we returned to you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. If so let's kick this off, man. It, they will come. What's up? If you build it, they will come. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And we're building. So... Let's kick this off, man. Andy, one of the things that I want to I, I, I want to hear what you got to say about is we've already we saw yesterday. There's already two players have have opted out, and I, I know you've been pretty active on Twitter talking about this. That we don't even know who's going to play this year. Are there going to be more more people opting out? Is that a possibility? I think there's, there's three now. Uh, Mike Leak Mike take a leak who you don't want on your team anyway. Uh, he's going to take the year off as well. He could piss off. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I expect more. Uh, the NBA, it's happening with the NBA as well. There's a bunch of players, especially some of the older players, are not going to take a risk. And some of these players that have you know young families or older families with risk are, are going to opt out. And I think more are going to come. You'll probably get between five and ten guys that will not play this year. Do you think it'll be that low? We're already two in. I, I'm, 
Three, three. in. Three in. Yeah. And, oh. and there, there was a couple of uh, pitching coaches that were told to stay home too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the Twins uh, had two guys yesterday. They told to stay home. They're going to pay them. Their job will be there next year. They're just looking out for their well-being, and that's a pretty cool thing. All right, so our, so so far, who we lose? We lost Joe Ross, Zimmerman, Ryan Zimmerman, and Leak. Yep. All right. I mean, not, none of them is going. If you were going to draft one of those guys, obviously you're in trouble. But, <laughs> you know, we haven't gotten anyone who's going to really affect you. Uh, there are a couple guys who are going to affect us big time, and we have to discuss that. All right, you have to look at you know obviously. A couple of years ago, I had my first uh, son, and Nick had his first son. And I mean, you had yours a long, long time ago. But um, what I was saying is, you know, Mike Trout, you know, ADP in the top three, he's going to miss some time because he's going to be there for the first, uh, uh, the birth of his first child. Does he have to get quarantined after that? We're not sure. You know, you're not sure what's going to happen. All right. And I think a bigger issue is, is he going to choose to quarantine before it? You know? You have to. Like, is is he going to sit out 14 days in advance of that? I mean, we can't speculate and guess that, but it, it's something you have to consider. So you're going to pay a top uh, three pick for a guy who might miss a month? I know. You can't. You can't. I can't. Uh, just, I, I'm going to pass. You know, another guy who's going to affect your team this year is uh, Zach Wheatler. You know, he's going to have his first kid, and, you know, we uh, think he's going to miss it probably at least two weeks. You know, so two, three starts. So only I can get 10 this year. So you're paying 60% of Zach Wheeler. Right. So, doing that? so let, let's do some math then. And so if you're playing 60 games, you're probably getting nine to 10 starts, like you said. Mm-hmm. And the first start two is going to be two or three innings. Right. So, so you know, it, it's ramp up time. So, so he's going to yeah. get, he's, his first start will be zero. His second start will be zero. So then his third start will be three and a half, four, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And then, so we're nine innings in and it's already a month. He's going to throw 40 or 50 innings. 40 or 50? 40? I think it's 30. It's crazy. Uh, the last five things, he might go six innings. All right. Nick, Nick what, are you, what are you doing with Trout? Are you, are you going to take Yelich instead, or are you going to roll the dice and go with it? Um, I'm going to go Yelich. Yeah. Just that uh, the uncertainty scares me. In a 60, it's a sprint. You, you can't afford to sit your best player, your first-round pick. It's like football, losing your first-round pick for multiple weeks. It takes a big hit to you. Um, I'm taking Yelich. I mean, I would, take, I would still take Trout in the top three, but I would not take him number one right no. now. No way. Listen, you got the top three, all right? You take Acuna, Yelich, and then Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts is going to be batting first in that lineup, in that monster lineup. He's in a contract year. He is going to be a monster. He's going to help you in every single category. I am paying up for him. I want him in every team. Okay. Anyway, who's with me? I, I like uh, it. I, I've always been a Mookie truther. The other, the other thing, Nick, that, that, that Andy just spoke about a little bit, which is pretty intriguing, is the thought of having players that are at the top of the lineup. I mean, when you're only playing 60 games – if you're, batting in the top, if you're batting in the top two or three, I mean, you're looking at five, five at-bats a game versus somebody that's batting fifth, sixth, or seventh might only be getting four. And when you multiply that over the season, that's like 20% more at-bats, you know? About look, look at that Buxton. math right there. Look at Byron Buxton. He's going to be batting ninth for that monster lineup, and he's going to lose, you know, at least one at-bat every game. Wow. At least. 
So, so, so th- this is like a historic podcast because I might say something positive about Malik Smith later, and Andy Whoa. just took a shot at Byron Buxton. Like, Whoa. we should just sign off now and call it a day, man. We, 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 we made it, Mama. <laughs> <laughs> you finally got your wish. I, I said something negative about him. <laughs> All right. So, so, what one of the things that I'm most intrigued about is the highly unbalanced schedule. So, for those that don't realize what's exactly going on is there's there, there's five teams in every division. So, what's happening is every team is going to play the team in their division 10 times. So, that's 40 games within the division. And then you got 20 games that are going to be uh, into the other league, but in the same geographical conference, well, division. So that makes up your, your – so four games against each of those teams. So that makes up your 60 games. So there's a couple of teams that stick out like a sore thumb because their schedule is just like balls-to-the-wall difficult. So we're, we're on the East Coast. We're, we're Mets fans, Yankee fans, Phillies fans. So let's start with that. So let, let's, let's take a look at what it would be like to be a pitcher for, let's say, the Miami Marlins right now. Okay? So – 40 games. You got 10 games against the Mets, 10 against the Braves, 10 against the Phillies, and 10 against Washington. How do you feel about yourself right now? You're two-thirds of the way through the season. I, I feel there's a chance they're going to lose 100 games <laughs> in a 60-game season. The Marlins and the all the Orioles are screwed. I can't wait to watch that game. So, so <laughs> okay, so, so you're the Marlins, and you just got beat up those 40 games. Let's say that you're uh, – you're, you're 12 and 28 coming out of your division. Like, thank God. Let's feel play, positive. Let's play positive, some games yeah. in, uh, you know, play, play some games out, out of the division now. So let's play the Yankees, Tampa Bay, Boston, Toronto, and woohoo, we get Baltimore, right? So I honestly, like, this is a team that I, uh, we're kind of high on. There's a lot of players that we, we liked. You know, I know Nick was high on uh, Alcantara. We've talked about. Um, uh, Monty Harrison a lot. There's a lot of good sleepers on that team. Uh, like, you just kick them to the trash, I think. Because Here, here's my major know, concern. They, they might only win four games. Here's my major concern with them. You're you're out of the playoff hunt. It's now October. I mean, uh, October. Wow, August. What's from stopping a player from saying, "Well, we're out of playoff contention. I don't feel safe playing anymore. I'm going to opt out." Yeah, that that that, that could that's happen a hell, too. Of a, hell of a thought. I mean, that could, that could happen to good teams. Team. I mean, you, we yeah. saw that one time. That that Boston started something like four and seventeen or something like that to start the season. They went on to the World Series that year, but like that happens, you know. Maybe Nick's onto something with that. There's nothing, nothing you can plan for, though. Draft winning teams. <laughs> yeah, but so if you kind of look at it conversely, there's a couple of teams that this makes me a little bit higher on. Um, if you look at the situation in, let's say. The, the the central division bingo right? central division <laughs> bingo so let's start let's start in the american league we love the white Sox. we've talked about that you know yeah. there, there's nothing we don't lo- like about the cleveland pitching staff and minnesota can hit the hell out of the ball right they're improved uh, okay. uh so th- pitching as well so they got 20 games against each other so that that's competitive right then they have mm-hmm. 10 games against kansas city and 10 games against detroit Okay, so 40 games in, they already got 20 games that are very easy easy wins. 16 and 4. And then they, they get four games against Pittsburgh. So they got 24 sleeper games <laughs> and 36 competitive games. So is that a team that maybe, 
I don't want to. I, I don't want to speculate on the hitters, but maybe the pitchers. You want to bump them up a bit. Yeah. You know, get the maybe, maybe somebody that I've been down on, like Lucas Giolito. Ah, my boy. Maybe he's uh maybe he's a star. It's for real. You know, I, I I like it. I like it. Nick said he liked the Central. You know, there, there's a lot of teams that. You know, if you if you start from the National League Central. It kind of goes in the other direction because all the teams in that division are competitive. I think the the Reds are a sleeper team. Chicago that's and Milwaukee my, certainly have the firepower to do it. You know, St. Louis could do it. So they got thirty games against good teams right off the bat, and they they get the ten sleepers against Pittsburgh, eight sleepers against those other ding dongs in the AL, and then twelve games against the White Sox, Indians, and Twins. So coming from the NL Central, it's kind of a difficult task, you know. But it seems like everybody makes the playoffs. It's like practically the NBA. So, Cincinnati Reds going to win the division. Yeah. Guarantee it. I guarantee win the it. division. I think they're going to win the division. I think you should bet them to win the World Series. Do it. Why not? Go Why not? It. Go for it. I'll get those odds for you. Odds <laughs> for you once we get off the air. All right. All right. I actually have some uh, FanDuel uh, odds I got that I did in, I think, December. I got like uh, five to one odds for them to win the World Series. On Cincinnati? No, the Yankees. Oh, okay. All right. Fan, FanDuel is throwing a thing for just New Yorkers, I think. Oh, okay. All right. I guess they should give us something, being everybody here has got COVID, so <laughs> throw us a bone a little bit. All right. Um, Nick, anything else jump out at you that with this shortened season that you want to talk about, that uh, a strategy or, or a player or anything like that that jumps out? Maybe the uh, – uh, Universal DH, is that something you're interested in? I love the Universal DH. I mean, that's going to add a lot of uh, a lot of good options. Dylan Carlson, someone like Will Myers is now fantasy relevant. Um, <laughs> he's always been relevant. He's relevant. But you're going to get a lot of guys, a lot more bats now. A lot of these younger kids are going to get in there. Um, if you can See put a, v- a veteran at the DH spot, put a kid in the field, Garrett Hampson now can play full-time. <laughs> We can't get through I a like podcast it. without him saying Hampson. I love him. He's there. I love it. <laughs> All right. A- Andy, Andy, you got any You got any players that kind of jump out at you with, yeah, with the yeah, Universal gonna, DH? Obviously, Nick brings up the kids like a lot of these people are doing. I like to go the other route on that and to uh, avoid the higher ADP drafting of the younger kids and go for the older veterans who are coming in in shape that can play DH more and... I think they can still be impactful. Ryan Braun is one of them. He's 22 homers, 11 stolen bases, bad 285, basically the past two years. He is off the juice, which it's okay. We, we all get off the juice at one point or another. But I feel that he is going to be something special this year at the DH spot. Uh, Miguel Cabrera, I love him. He's not done. He actually still has four years, $132 million on the books. If you could believe that, uh, he came in in the best shape of his life, and he's going to come and turn it around. He's still batting around 280 last year, so the bat's real. So those are the two guys I like. The last one I like, obviously, I have no confidence in, but I'll say it is Ioannis Cespedes. Uh, I hate saying it, I really do, because uh, because all we think about is what he did to get into the World Series in 2015 
And uh, no, that's not I what think, I think about. I think about. I think about. <laughs> I think I'm stepping in a hole and <laughs> pulling up in all these cars and everything well, like well, that. Well, let's, let's go that route, okay? <laughs> no, no, here because they actually because he stepped in the hole in the ranch, he lost his contract and they had to renegotiate his contract. He got a five million dollar bonus if he makes the. Uh, the uh, starting lineup on opening day. Okay, so in you bench March, him. <laughs> no, but, no, in March and April, you could have did that because he wasn't ready to play. Now, he's going to be ready to play. He's going to go in there. He's going to DH. He's going to hit 15, 12, 15 home runs. All right, let, let's go with our first live on the air bet. I bet you I bet you $5 that Yonis Cespedes is not in the opening day lineup. Five dollars. I mean, that's good. That's, it saves money for uh, the Wilpons. There's no the, way they're the putting him in the lineup on opening day. No it's chance. Not happening. No chance. That's not important, though. <laughs> Nick, Nick, right, Nick so you write that down. You're the commissioner of this bet. No, it's written <laughs> down. It's written down. Just keep the boards away from uh, City Field. <laughs> Actually, in our case, in your case, Jeff, keep them there. Yep. That works for me. <laughs> that works for me. All right. So you started talking a little bit about age, right? Um. How much do you really think that plays into it? You you think these older guys are still they're they're going to skip those days off? Is that going to be a real thing? Like Miguel Cabrera is yeah. going to play every day? Is that is, yeah? Because you can DH them now. They're going to DH them a bunch of times. Uh, I think that someone even like we were. Well, I think Braun's a big big add to that. They, he he's a big big winner in that situation. Dude, these guys are they're all their ADPs are two eighty to three ninety. Like they're free steals. Um, yeah. All right. And the the one thing that we talked about the other day is not such an old guy, but a position player such as JT Romuto, who I was adamant about not thinking that he was a, a good high draft choice. Now, because he's going to have that bat in the lineup every single day, he's not going to take a day off. When he does take a day off, he'll be DHing. So it's beautiful. And I'm going to play him in DFS, and we're going to win some money. Yep, I hear you. That's probably going to hold true for every higher end catcher, I would think, right? You know, all three of Grandal is it's a lock. Like he's going to be in the lineup every day, no matter what. Yeah. So yeah, we we definitely. So does that mean that in our drafts that we want to kind of bump up the top end catchers a little bit more than we did before? I mean, yeah. Real Muto, you got to look at in almost the third round if you want that. <sighs> It's a little, <sighs> little rich, you know. Yeah. It's a little rich. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna talk crap about anybody if they do it. I just might not do it in the third round. If he's there in the fourth, I can't say no. Fourth, fifth, perfect. But I, I don't know if I could do the third round. But I'm not gonna hate you for it. All right, all right. Every every day catcher, unless your catcher's playing 30, 40 games. If you don't take him, and it's another thing too is this is a guy that hits at the top of the lineup. So, you know, you take a catcher that usually bats you know, plays 125 to 135 games a year. And now he's going to play out of the 60 games. He's going to play 57 and he's batting in the top four. So he's getting a lot of extra at bats. So he like, like I, I mean, let, let's just, let's just call a spade a spade. If he's playing 20% more games than he usually is, this is an MVP candidate, right? Yeah. I mean, if the, if the Phillies are good, if they're a legit top half of the playoffs team, Real Muto should be a, an MVP candidate because yeah. if, you, if you add 20, per, I, obviously it's all relative because he's not going to hit 25 home runs. He's not going to steal 20 bases, but it'll be, you know, 13 and eight or whatever it might be. 
but you're going to add 20% on that because of the, because of the uh, amount of playing time he's going to get relative to everybody else in the league. He's going up into the elite category and it's not just elite by being a catcher. It's elite as in elite MVP candidate. So as we're talking about strategy uh, and we're still recording, right? I think so. I want to, I want to hear what you have to say about this. You said you were going to say something positive about my Alex Smith. Oh God. Can, can I hear it, please? I got it. I just want to make sure we're recording. All right, go ahead. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of, I'm kind of going back and forth on this, right? So what, what did I always say was the negative about Malik Smith? Because it was two things. It was two things. Number one, that he's a complete zero in three categories. He offers mm-hmm. you no RBIs, home runs, and he leaks out your average, right? Yep. But he's a positive. He, he's, he's a league winner in stolen bases if you could absorb that. And he's acceptable in runs, okay? So let's play this out. So the 100 RBIs that you're looking for, the 85 to 100 RBIs that you're looking for from most of your players, where he's normally going to get you 30 or 40, well, now those players are going to get you 40 or 50, and he's going to get you 15. So you only lost 35 RBIs instead of losing 65 RBIs. True. Right? Does that make sense? Yeah. Nick, you agree? I have one. Aldoberto Mondesi. I'm not done talking about Malik Smith. Let me All have right, my moment going. with Malik Smith, and then we'll I talk about it. If the man wants him. to call himself Adoroto, we call him <laughs> Malik Smith. Okay? So it's step him. two. So he's a zero in home runs. So normally your little speed guy like Adalberto Mondesi, you want to see 10 or 12 home runs from, right? And Malik's is going to get you zero. So now... That guy that you would have wanted 10 or 12 from is only going to get six, so you only lost six home runs from Malik's zero. So the zero is relative to the mean different than it is from the 12, if that makes any sense to anybody, okay? And batting average, I'm just throwing it out as a category this year because anybody that gets 200, if you get 200 at-bats, each hit is five points on your average, Okay, <laughs> if you have 200 at bats and you get 60 hits, you hit 300, right? But if you take 55 hits, you lose five hits, right? You're now down to 275. So mm-hmm. each hit on 200 at bats is is five points on your batting average. So I might want somebody like Malik Smith that's going to leg it out and maybe get a couple extra. And if he goes on a hot streak. Maybe I sneak a 280 average out of him and he gets 15 to 20 stolen bases because he's got that speed and ability. Maybe there's a star in there and I was wrong all along. Well, maybe just a star for 2020, but you know, when it comes to And then cut his ass. Yeah. <laughs> Trade him. All right, Nick, you what were you talking about? Uh Raul, don't call me Alberto Mondesi. Same same thing, right? Same thing. I mean, he was coming off a torn labor, same exact thing I had. Uh it's a freaking pain in the ass to come back from, but he's going to be fully healthy now. He's not going to miss any time. He's going to come right in. He's going to give you those stolen bases right off the bat that you're going to need. And he's probably going to be batting at the top of the lineup. Can't steal first base. That's fine. He'll still suck if he walks. <laughs> what, if, what if he starts on second base? <laughs> what? You're just saying he walks? What if he, <laughs> what, what, what if he starts on <laughs> second base in the uh, extra innings? No, you have to be on the bench. And he's oh, that's what starting. it is. He's going to yeah. make the last out of the ninth inning. Then they're going to put him on second base <laughs> Boom. For, for extra innings. And then Boom. he's going to score and get there an extra is. run scored. There, there you go, is. Nick. Oh, I'm <laughs> it's a high ADP to pay. High ADP. That's great. 
That's great. <laughs> I love it. All right. Let's talk a little bit about pitching here. Okay. Because mm. I got a little bit of a, of a strategy I, I want to throw out from left field at you. So we talked a little bit earlier. We, we mentioned Zach Wheeler and how he's going to be late. And Andy alluded to the fact that a lot of pitchers are going to start out with three innings, four innings, five innings, six innings, right? So who's, who does that make more valuable when the starter's not getting wins? What's, what's going to happen? Elite relief pitchers. The elite closers, the elite middle relievers like Seth Lugo, Aaron Bummer, two guys I love. Those guys are going to, even Josh Hader, because with Corey Knable coming back into the mix, he could be a, a multi-inning guy who, you know, there's only 60 innings, there's 60 games. They're going to they're gonna pitch him. So he's, he's going to be an elite guy. His price is a little too high right now because he's still listed as a closer, but someone like Lugo is just gold. If you want Aaron Bummer, he's for sale. I'll trade him to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not paying seven bucks. I'll pay him for a dollar on draft day, bro. <laughs> Listen, let me, let me add on to what Andy just said. How about a guy that follows the opener, right? Mm-hmm. That, that's going to get two quote-unquote starts a week and pitch these same amount of innings that the starters are going but he's going to be eligible for the win because it doesn't matter how many innings he goes. So, like who? Like Chirinos from Tampa. Everybody Bay? on Tampa Bay. I was thinking yeah, more of Yarborough, but yeah, I mean, a perfect I, example. I, like, like I, 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 I know this is ridiculous, but I could see freaking Yarborough being the goddamn Cy Young winner. Like something like that could happen. I, it can't happen. Mike Clevenger's in the, the American League. Can't happen. <laughs> <laughs> and and we, we talked about Clevenger. He's got he's got ten games against crap team, ten games against crap team, and then four games against crap team. So twenty four out of sixty games are freebies. Where he's even if he goes five innings, he's still striking out eleven. The, the one that you, one thing you have to watch in the spring, all right, and this comes with the strategy, is uh, you have to watch out for the, the you have to watch for the guys who are on point right in the beginning of the season. You got get you can't have a slow starter in this type of season. All right, you have to have a guy who can hit the hit the ground running as a, a pitcher, even a batter. You know, someone that's hot, you, someone that's on a hot streak. You, you want to take the guy who's who's already ramping this thing up. So. Uh, I, I, I'm going to have to make an adjustment myself because like I, I'm always slow to fab because I don't believe in paying for guys like, like Aristides Aquino that gets hot for a week. And then like everybody drains their fab on him. I, I want to see it for a couple of weeks when he's not somebody with the pedigree, but now you can't do that. If somebody, if somebody goes off today, like you need them on your team by tomorrow and ride the streak, right, Nick? Absolutely. You, you can't, you get a slow start. You're done. Ship it, up, ship it up, sell away. You got to start hot, it's a sprint. Yep, absolutely. You got, you got me a little excited by saying Aquino because uh, I, I bought three of his, uh, five of his cards back in the day for like a buck each, and they hit for like seventy five each for that hot streak. Did you just sell beautiful. it? Oh, sold, sold man. to the man in gray. All right, <laughs> all right, all right. So, one of the last things I want to talk about a little bit here is the taxi squad situation that we got going on where all these teams, they have access to 60 players. You know, they're, they're, they're going to be active uh, in an extended spring training, but 
they're going to have the ability to bring them up on a moment's notice because they'll be within 50 miles, 100 miles of the stadium. So there's a lot of young players that are going to get an opportunity that we might not have seen in a standard season. Keep in mind, before we get into any of those players, that there is no such thing as a minor league season this year. So they would not, they're not getting any action. So their only live baseball action within the summer might be in the major leagues. Nick, any, any particular players that, that interest you and pique your interest? To um, Carson, Carson. Yeah, yeah I was going to say that. <laughs> well, I'll, 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 I'll sidetrack there. I'm going to say Gavin Lux. He was. Um, I remember before sp- uh, spring training at the time started, they were even talking about if he was even going to get a roster spot right away. Now that Universal DH, Lux can slide right in. Uh, we know Luis Roberts going to be starting day one. Is Wander Franco going to see an appearance at some point? I probably doubt that, but he could be somebody. Nate Pearson, he'll be starting probably for the Blue Jays within the first week or two. Uh, you got guys, Mackenzie Gore, maybe he sees an appearance. Uh, Casey Mize. You can see a lot of these guys on the top tens at least you know, make an impact or at least scratch the surface. Baltimore's going to lose 100 games. Do we see Adley come in there? He's going to lose 100 games. 100 it. games in a 60-game season. I love it. <laughs> They're going to be zero it. and negative 40. What? <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got two names for you. Ready? One, Spencer Howard. Yeah, uh, he's, he's ramped up. He's ready to go. Wheeler won't be there as well. These guys could probably go with six six man rotation as well. Uh, obviously, that's Nick's boy. I drafted him. I was very excited about him. Another one that I absolutely love, and it's power, speed at a a bad position. Catcher Dalton Varsho. He is a guy who plays everywhere. He'll be in the DH, play outfield, plays infield. We'll have catcher eligibility, and we'll give you. He's he's very fast as a catcher too, so you're going to get, you know, maybe even five steals, maybe eight st- eight uh, home runs. I like it. You know, one thing I heard I, I heard was that uh, these rookies, if they stay down for seven to eight days, then it doesn't count as a year of service time. So the Chris Bryant rule is coming into play. So guys like uh, Mackenzie Gore, who might be stalwarts in in the rotation might be missing a turn or two in the rotation in the beginning for stuff like that. They already said that about Nate Pearson. Yeah. Pearson, Pearson's the big one. Pearson's the big one. Absolutely. That guy was already been talked about. But Is that going to happen to Spencer Howard? I don't know. Not every team thinks like that. Uh, Is the Blue Jays actually think they're going to come out of the East? I know the Phillies think think so. They better. Maybe (laughs) 60 games you got to try to win now right 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 Brady singer he's another one the royals they might not they might do the same thing to him yeah, he's gonna he's gonna have uh, 11 losses yeah, yeah. He's, got, yeah. He, he, he's got he's got 30 games in division and and 20 games out of division <laughs> that are horrible their team's gonna be that's a guy you stay away from 40, this year yeah it's terrible like, nick he, he's good for the future not now no that's not this year that's some size some serious dynasty talk. You want you want a young guy that's going to be great, Dustin May. He's going to be beautiful in this situation. Nick's laughing because he has him too, probably. No, I trade I trade him to you actually. I think I trade him back, and you probably did. But, uh, <laughs> I got to look. Uh, he he has a chance to help all over that rotation. But but that's a perfect player because he's probably going to start the season in the in the in as a long reliever. He's going to have vulture wins because the team's nasty. 
And mm-hmm. as he's throwing nasty, they're going to ramp him up to the rotation. So then when you get to the back end of the season, when you want your starters to catch up with all those strikeouts, he's going to be in the rotation. Like, that's perfect. What I'm doing in all of my leagues, I'm going to start my season with as many relievers as I can so that I get vulture wins when the starters are not getting wins. And I set my ratios, my, my whip and my ERA up for success. And then three, four weeks in, I'm going to start taking these starters that are, that are looking good. The ones that, yep. that, that maybe are coming out of nowhere, like the Kyle Gibsons and stuff like that, that just come out and, and, and light it up. I got my eye on, I, I know we just said we don't want to use teams from the central, but I got my eye on Danny Duffy. Like, I, I don't know. I just got a thing for him this year. Um, that's what I'm going to do. So I'm going to get those, I'm going to get those eight, 10 innings from those middle relievers. Hope I can get a win or two from them, maybe a save here and there, and then transition, get them the hell off your team and get some good starting pitching onto your team there when they're throwing six, seven innings in there, right? So Dustin May fits that. Then I don't have to make a transaction because I got him in the start, getting the vulture yeah. wins, setting my ratios up, and then he's giving me the longevity and the Ks that I need at the end. You were AJ, a great AJ, AJ Puke, Puck. That's my guy. That's another one. That's my guy. Love him. I, I think he's going to be in a similar role to, to Dustin May. I think he is. Awesome. Shorter leash on him because of uh, him coming back from surgery and everything. There'll be a shorter leash set. There, there was definitely an innings limit on him. There wasn't on May. But you how do you have an innings limit in your 60 games? Well, like your, your elite, elite relief pitchers are going to throw 25 innings. Your elite, elite starters are going to throw 65 innings, right? So what the hell are you limiting? Nothing. No. Give me Jesus Lozardo right now. Well, you have to pay up for him now. You have to pay Bro, up for every, him. Everybody that we talked about in episode three, four, five, I want all of them now. Everybody that we hated on in the beginning, I want all of them now. Make it happen. <laughs> How things change. Hey, it's a new game, man. You got to learn, learn a new strategy. All right, we rambled on a lot. We got anything else we want to talk about about the baseball season before we get out of here? Dark Horse MVP candidate, Glaber Torres. 13 home runs against Baltimore last year. 10 games against them. 10 games against them. Dark Horse. That was in 19 last year, so okay. Let's do the math. Let's give him seven seven home runs against Baltimore. All right, all right. I like it. I I, I wonder if Andy's, Andy's... Prediction is still alive, Aaron Judge. He's swinging <laughs> he's off a tee now, so still he still healthy. has issues. He's still issues. So, so basically, yeah. that was a terrible pick, is what we're saying. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I'll jump on. I'll jump on with Glaber. All right, we got a lot going on this week. Uh, you know, we're, we're we're doing our best to to juggle COVID nineteen and football coming in full rage and baseball coming back. Uh, big big week for us. Uh, we got Nick with the Scott Fish Bowl coming up in a couple of days, picking out of the two spot. We, 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 what do you got your eye on there, Nick? Um, right now, it's 101. It's probably going to be Mahomes is my guess. That seems to be the consensus. Uh, looking at the scoring system, I'm hoping Mahomes falls to two. If Mahomes goes one, I'll gladly take McCaffrey two. So that's going to be the one-two right there, looks like. 
And then the wrap well, around. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about this more in the next pod. But what, 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 where are you at with the uh, Christian McCaffrey is on a bye week, week thirteen, which is the first that, week of the playoffs in the Scott Fishbowl. That is scary to think about. I don't know. I, I'm hemming and hawing. I don't know if I want to lose my top player in the first round of the playoffs. Granted, if I make it there, but I don't want to be without my first round player, and then probably half the people in the league are going to be in that same scenario. So I'm, I'm kind of hoping Mahomes is sitting there too. Right. You got to take the best player available. You have to get to the playoffs first. So he's going to help you there the first 12 weeks. You, you can't pass up on the best. And just player. to clarify, Scott Fish is a, we're going to talk about this more in the next pod, but he's a super flex. So Mahomes <laughs> is a top two, top three pick easy. Lamar Jackson broke his scoring system last year. Yeah, they changed the scoring system because of Lamar Jackson. They so. over 530 points last year alone. <laughs> Jeez. But there, there is, you know, Nick and I have been going back and forth on this. There is some viability to the strategy that if you build your team right, it is the difference between CMC and Saquon really going to leave you out of the playoffs? And if, if you think that is, like if CMC is going to carry you, that you can't make the playoffs by taking Saquon Barkley instead, like you could be the team that differentiated yourself because you're there with Barkley in the playoffs when probably half the league is going to be with it without CMC in mm-hmm. week 13. So we'll talk about that more next on our next show. Right. Yep. All right. We got a, what else we got? We got a dynasty league going on. I'm just figure finishing up a Devi league. Yeah. I'm in Devi football. Now I'm drafting college players. I'm a, I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to uh, give you guys any golf picks, but I'm up 28 and a half units in the last two weeks somehow. Fortunately, my unit is uh, <laughs> is in change, but... <laughs> He's up 28 bucks. <laughs> KBO is doing it, doing it still. Andy's uh-huh. ramping up for DFS, DFS baseball. We're getting ready to do that. That's the thing. Like, honestly, guys, I'm a season-long baseball player. I, I, you know, that that's where my, my heart and soul comes in. But I think this year's going to be more about DFS than the season long because the variance goes away. Every day is another day. Every day is a season within itself. I think this is the year we crush it. We're getting ready to go. We're working on our website. We're uh, not quite ready to launch yet, but uh, we should see that before football season starts. Our website should, should be going. I uh, want to use my journalism degree that I've never looked at and doesn't even really exist either. <laughs> but what else we got, man? You guys got anything going on this week? Uh, not much. Just uh, studying for baseball every single day right now. Vacation it is, man. Yeah. Nick, good luck. Good luck with the, uh, with that test, man. We need some positive. Re- well, no, we need yeah. negative results. We need negative results. Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> uh, I've been having a shortness of breath for the last week and, uh, it's not been easy, but so hopefully a negative tomorrow and it's just, uh, something different. Well, oh yeah. We just hope it's just your heart. We just yeah, hope yeah. it's your heart. Yeah. yeah, your yeah heart we just hope you have heart problems instead of COVID. <laughs> no problem. Just, what, just join the tomorrow. club in the high blood pressure and cholesterol issues that we got. But outside, outside, poison. Of, outside of that, I'm going to be doing a lot of, uh, Scott Fish prep. I'm going to be uh, mocking. I'm actually doing a mock draft tomorrow night, uh, live draft. Wednesday, I'm back in the mock draft army. So I'm kind of getting back into the swing of things more. Awesome. Awesome. All right, guys. Anything intelligent to say before we go? No. 
<laughs> Nada. Never. Never, never, never. All right, guys. He's at and Mimi. He's at AMAC22NJ. I'm always at JTrella20. We're looking for those follows. We're looking for those likes. We're here for you. Let's do this, guys. Trevor, take us out. Peace. Peace. Ryan.